everyone, welcome to the fourth episode of 23rd Mind TV. If you're listening to this in the Rendering Unconscious podcast stream, be sure to go to YouTube as there is a video that accompanies it, Trapart Film YouTube. Yeah, welcome. Uh, it's been a hectic month for us, as always. I think maybe it's been more hectic uh, in the sense that we get more and more things done because of our self-imposed uh, isolation, and I don't think we're alone in that. Uh, but anyway, we hope that you're fine and staying uh, healthy and safe and uh, keeping the distance, and that you're staying creative, because that's uh, the best way to be. To be creative it makes time go faster, and uh, you get a lot of things done. So keep that in mind, please. Yeah, I think of it as you're either passively consuming, like watching Netflix, or you're actively creating something. So it's good to try to actively create rather than just passively consume. For sure, for sure. Uh, we have had um, a really good month in the sense that on uh, Patreon, first of all, thanks to all our patrons at Patreon, uh, we reached uh, our desired goal to reach $666 per month. And we the goal for that was that we were going to... Um, uh, start publishing a joint writing project. It's a novel um, called The Exquisite Corpse. And the first chapter has uh, been published and the second one will be just within, in a matter of days from now. And we will continue uh, publishing um, chapters on each new and full moon, meaning twice a month there will be a new chapter in this uh, ever-evolving experimental novel that we are writing together in the sense that we're doing, I'm doing one chapter, Vanessa's doing one chapter, and back and forth and back and forth, and we really have no idea where this is going. So it's an exciting process. So thank you, dear patrons, for making this uh, possible. And uh, we hope that you and uh, all the new people will uh, enjoy that. For us, it's very, very exciting. Yeah, and it's the first time we've written something together. We've edited books together before, but this is the first book we're writing together. So that's really fun as well. And Carl's written fiction before, but this is my first time writing fiction. And I did the second chapter, uh, which comes out this Thursday, May 7th in true exquisite corpse style in that I did not read the first chapter that Carl wrote that came out on the new moon a couple of weeks ago when I wrote this chapter. I just wrote it and then I read his later. So it's really interesting how it's all going to fit together. Yeah, yeah, hopefully it will. I think it will. Um, and that said, we thought of, now that we've reached this beautiful goal and we can, you know, uh, initiate this project, what do we do next for, for Patreon? And we decided to not do another financial goal, but uh, like a communal goal. So our next uh, desired level is to have 69 uh, patrons. We have about 50 right now, so we're going to reach that fairly soon, we hope, uh, because we're getting a lot of good feedback and people seem interested in what we're doing. So, again, thank you. Uh, what will happen when we reach that 69 people level? We're going to start 23rd Mind Zine. It's going to be an ebook a collection of different artists and writers that we know and cut them all up and together and create a zine out of it. Yeah, because it's such a great uh, format, especially in times like this when people are hampered or not, you know, they're not able to go to their local bookstore or 
uh, just feel that there's a need there but whatever we produce also needs to be disseminated and distributed so the e-format and of course online in general is a good one for this kind of uh, call it experimental art book in a way it can contain poetry and photographs and artworks and all kinds of stuff but we'll have to see first we have to reach 69 patrons and i i hope that we will very soon because we're sort of itching to get uh, cracking on this exciting 23rd mind uh, art book thing zine ebook yeah and before we go on why don't you read a piece from the exquisite corpse that you wrote so people yeah. can get a taste of what we're writing that's a great idea that's a great idea uh so this will be a little section from the first chapter um the exquisite corpse it dawned on me that it wasn't so much the details of the story that were important it was the storytelling itself and the readers it engaged after a sheet of paper or two had been filled with characters and sentences issued by a judge incapable of punishing a love for literature once deemed heretical but now just considered carelessly kooky at most all it takes is a reader to create a refinement of the spell what i am compelled to write i write if someone is compelled, or perhaps just curiously attracted, to read whatever has been written, a process of refinement has begun. If intelligent or lucky, the author can keep the, this flame of refinement burning for centuries. The flame should illuminate the pages, but no more, lest it devour the brittle sheets and transform them into ashes and dust. So that's from chapter one of the Exquisite Court books we're writing together. Yep. And chapter two comes out Thursday on the full moon. So if you want to join us for that, that's at the $10 level on Patreon. And then, like we said, when we reach 69 patrons at every level, any level, then we're going to start 23rd Mind Magazine, mm -hmm. which everyone will be able to contribute to as well. Yeah. Cool. Well, we mentioned that we have been very busy and you have been very, very busy in terms of uh, uh, podcast appearances and also your own Rendering Unconscious podcast. The frequency has been tweaked. Yeah, I have been a little manic in doing podcast interviews and editing. So I have a lot of podcasts uh, that I've done in the past month since the last time we were on 23rd Mind TV. Um, but first, I'll mention a podcast I was on, which is a new podcast that was started by one of my podcast guests uh, in the past, Robert Bashara, who's also a psychologist. Um, he wrote the book on decolonial psychoanalysis. He's also a filmmaker. He has a great film called Alchemy in Hyde Park, which is available on Vimeo. And he started his own podcast called Anything, Anytime, Anyplace, for no reason at all. And that podcast um, right now is on SoundCloud. And I was the second guest. The first guest was his father, who's a filmmaker in Egypt, 
where he's from. Um, so it was really exciting to talk to Robert. He's really fun to speak with. He's really creative and super intelligent and forward thinking. And we just talked about that anything and everything and nothing and whatever we felt like it. And it was really fun. Um, so definitely check that out. Of course, there's links to everything that we talk about in the text accompanying the episode. And then as far as my podcast, Rendering Unconscious Podcast, I've interviewed a lot of people. So let's see, the last person I spoke to was Todd McGowan. And we were supposed to talk about his book, Universality and Identity Politics. And we did get to that eventually, but we talked for about an hour first about other things like film and what's going on in culture and politics and whatever else. So check that out. And before that, I talked to Danielle Jose Gastambide, who's a psychologist in New York, and he just had a book come out called A Peace, People's History of Psychoanalysis from Freud to Liberation Psychology, uh, which sounds super interesting. I've already ordered mine and can't wait to have it in my hands and read it. He just had a launch party for that book last week. And then before that, I spoke with Michelle O'Brien and Nico Fuentes for the New York City Trans Oral History Project, which is a project that they do in conjunction with New York Public Libraries, where they're collecting oral histories of different trans people uh, in New York City, people telling their stories in these like two hour long interviews. And they have almost 200 interviews collected so far. Uh, so that's an amazing project and really important. Um, before that, I spoke to Zalka Cengevarag, who's a Hungarian storyteller, who I just love from Twitter. She is always posting these different stories and fairy tales and mythologies from around the world. Um, so she was really great to talk to, and she told us a story uh, on the podcast, which made me very happy. And she does live storytelling via Facebook. Uh, she does it in Hungarian, I think, Tuesday and Thursday, sometime during the week. And she does storytelling in English on Sundays um, at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. here. So that's a great thing to listen to. And before that, I spoke with Fernanda Magallanes, who's a, a psychoanalyst based in Mexico City. And we talked about her books that she has come out in the past. And then we also talked about her current project, which is a dream blog where she's collecting people's dreams specifically related to the pandemic. So that's a really great kind of community activity and forum that she has brought together these kinds of dreams. And I actually had a dream about the pandemic the night after I spoke to her. I guess I dreamt it for her. So I sent that to her for her blog collection. And it's similarly, another podcast guest I had recently was Matthew Kennedy Volkovsky, who's an artist in L.A. and filmmaker. And he also has a kind of communal project going on online called Terminal Lucid, where he has people writing an exquisite corpse type project. But instead of writing, adding to the writing after the last person who wrote, you can actually interject your writing anywhere in the blog that you'd like. The only rule is that you can't delete what's already been written. It all has to remain. Um, so that's a great project. And before that, I spoke with Ian Parker, who's a great psychoanalyst uh, in Britain, and about his new book that's just come out. And before that, I spoke with Mary Wilde. Um, and I wanted to mention, Mary Wilde and I 
I've had her as a guest before, but on this podcast episode, we spoke specifically about the Freud Netflix series, which if you listen to my podcast, you know I really liked, <laughs> and we had a really fun time watching watching it a few weeks ago. It was like a nice kind of relief um, in that it was like this great occult murder mystery detective show that for some reason Freud was a part of. Um, it's a great show. <laughs> yeah, it was just a fun show, and it's on Netflix now. So Mary and I dish about that for an hour, and that was really fun. But from that, um, Mary does this series called Projections at the Freud Museum in London, and she's been doing it for eight years. And be usually her classes uh, at the Freud Museum are in person, and she talks about film from a psychoanalytic point of view, from many psychoanalytic viewpoints, actually. It's really nice. She's really eclectic in her theorizing. Um, but she did the first class that the Freud Museum London has ever offered online just a few weeks ago. Uh, she did a class on the Joker and looking at how the Joker character has evolved over film throughout time, starting with The Man Who Laughed, which was a really great silent film. Um, so I learned a lot in that class and really had fun with it. And now she has a new class on David Lynch. So this week we're watching uh, Lost Highway, Mulholland Drive, and Inland Empire to get ready for Mary's Lynch course, which starts on Friday. It's May 8th, 9th, and 10th um, online. And yeah, there's still some seats available for that. So do that with us if you're interested. And I think that's enough. Mm -hmm. Well, <laughs> you've been busy. Um... We, we should also mention in terms of new stuff or stuff that's happened recently, uh, the brand new issue of the New York-based, actually the Brooklyn-based uh, magazine, Brooklyn Rail, which is a magazine, but it's also an online periodical, uh, which has uh, in the new issue is thematically about the demise of of uh, Genesis Peorage, Genesis Briar Peorage, <coughs> that we uh, lost uh, during the month of March. And it's a you know moving, touching experience to read all these um, reminiscing pieces. Uh, I have one in there, but it's also um, you know people who really knew him in New York as part of the New York art scene, and old friends and newer friends uh, all share their stories and memories in a very very beautiful way. I think it might be hard to get copies of the physical copy unless you're actually in Brooklyn uh, but the online um, their site has all of that stuff also so that's worth checking out if you are as we are you know fans of uh, Jan um, and then yeah well, I was just going to say it was put together by Jarrett Ernest. Yeah. And he um, collected together 23 different points of view. So 20 different three friend, 23 different friends of Jen came together from their kind of different points of view as part of Jen's life at different points throughout time. Um, which is really beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. And Jarrett is a, a great guy who's a curator and writer in uh, based in New York. And he, uh, for instance, uh, curated um, an exhibition of uh, Polaroids by Briar P. Orridge and also an accompanying book just about a year ago, I think, which is very, very beautiful. Um, I, other news is that the um, we added a new episode of Radio Mega Golem, which is... Um, the little art project which creates uh, continually uh, a magical golem being based on artworks that uh, I created initially and other people have uh, added to. Vanessa, you made the spine in form of a collage cut up. 
and other people have added to it too. And it's an interesting project in the sense that uh, I don't necessarily need to be informed about what people do for the Mega Golem. The Mega Golem is an entity in itself. Um, what I'm doing with the Radio Mega Golem is basically tell the ongoing story of the construction uh, of the Mega Golem. And uh, another piece of sad news, uh, this uh, just recently was the death of uh, Peter Beard, uh, the American artist who has been such a great inspiration for both me and Vanessa, It's just like a genius. So I decided, um, which will be... Uh, sort of uh, that story will be told in episode uh, three of the Radio Mega Golem, which will be out very, very soon on May 11th. Um, uh, Peter Beard will be the mind of the Mega Golem creature. That's a fitting place. Yeah, he was a true master of his craft and so prolific in his photography and collaging and the books that he kept and the people that he knew. It's like his mm -hmm. entire life was an artwork. Yeah. Um, and I'll link to this episode an interview that Carl did with Peter uh, in 2005, which is a really wonderful interview with him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we have also been... Um, uh, musically active, meaning both literally musically active, but we've also worked a lot with the Highbrow Lowlife site. Yeah, I revamped the Highbrow Lowlife site and made sure that the entire Highbrow Lowlife back catalog is now listed on it. Um, and then each uh, catalog item has a different page. So if the item is available, if the album is available, I put links to the Bandcamp or iTunes or Spotify or whatever uh, platform it's available on through the Highbrow Low Life page so you can access everything through the page. And if there's a tangible item available for the album, like a CD or an LP or something like that, that's linked through there as well. Mm -hmm. It's like all the gateway you ever need to get some uh, really interesting music. And we have... Uh, I mean, uh, the most recent uh, release is uh, Sound 23 by uh, Vanessa and Douglas Lucas. Actually, uh, I did one after that, released another one after that, uh, called No Longer Longer. And that's uh, uh, stuff that I recorded solo uh, in the mid, early to mid-1990s when white stains were about to, to fizz, fizzle out. Um, and it's just um, strange, ambient, electronic, weird music. Um, it came out originally on a cassette, but I only you know, gave it away to friends. So maybe 10 or 15 copies. Uh, but now it's out as a full album under my name and it's called No Longer Longer. Yeah, so that's on Bandcamp. Yeah. And also The Chapel is Empty, which is the album I did before the most recent one. Um, Chapel is Empty I did with acoustic timber frequency. We still have some of the deluxe and standard edition CDs left for that through Chapart Editions, but we also put it up on Bandcamp, so that's available digitally streaming now as well. Um, and then, like Carl mentioned, my most recent album was Sound 23 with Douglas Lucas, and that right now is just available uh, tangibly, not digitally, so you can get that through Chapart Editions. Uh, there's the deluxe edition, which has pictures of Douglas and I and scans of different collages that I use to create um, the artworks, the original pieces of artwork that are uh, included in every deluxe edition set. 
Um, and I made a video for one of my favorite songs from the album called Sewing Strings. So we can watch that now. Let's watch it. Gained control of what images she would capture. Youth is almost always the emphasis. It is important to her what she wanted to remember in her lifetime, 800 of which remain. So the, and perhaps even history itself, act when it seems as if this is hugely significant for feeling and written, rewritten in a sense. In the, indeed this has been helplessness and hopelessness that one may feel dominated the rest by sheer force. Works have been found to have microscopic lens. He first began drawing the abstract art, including soon he found a way to fashion a microscopic common or object while present but and his time which inundated people and experiencing. The shift in the world has been to accepting many produce both a familiarity experience not unlike the experience of art as if this history of art of dissonance when confronted similar brand of camera putting the power of Bindi citizen for the first time conclusion of a clear pioneer of getting her due the Swedish artist between life and art. Ravini defies herself by not having off Clint was interested in have their art and may art have its disturbing. As the first shows of the manifest content of their attack on rigid academic worldview while the latter, particles, plants, and such qualities and abilities that such skills in work with the boundaries she left upon her death. Training over a person's lifetime. While this art markets another frequent, the radical possibilities of attended exhibition in art critics, dealers, and parties, if not actively persecuting their own groups and shows, ignored or unappreciated, Viennese secessionist group, retrospective entitled during their lifetimes, in the ethically resigned from the association, reportedly aware of, off, exiled, but of course over time, main concern was with freeing, freeing for the guardian, become the new norm, and masterpiece of design, 
and no one design continues. Snowflake melted, that design was forever. Capturing images of accidents, crime scenes, recall, reproduce, and recreate. This might seem was the time of prohibition, gang violence, and shift. Life and narrative in a new way, in a way more in rather than what they'd been born into, based on. That was uh, Sewing Strings uh, from the album Sound 23 by Vanessa and Douglas Lucas. That's a really good video and a good track, and you should check out that album. Um, we were talking about the uh, coming in the near future uh, art book or e-zine or something uh, that's uh, related to uh, our level of patrons on uh, on uh, Patreon. Uh, the e-format has been a subject to a lot of internal debate in my mind because being a bibliophile and liking tangible books and stuff um, I have been quite conservative in uh, you know uh, recent developments well recent I guess the past decades <laughs> concerning e-books but this most recent uh, period that we're still in, meaning the pandemic and the fact that people are isolated and the fact also that um, books that go out of print often become quite expensive in the field that we're in, sort of occult or cultural things. And it's kind of, ex you know, both exciting, but also kind of terrifying to see the kinds of uh, prices that they fetch on, on sites like eBay. So... All of this has sort of gelled in me that uh, why not make the older issues of, of the Fenris Wolf available as ebooks? And that's a process that is now very active. Number uh, one to three, which is like uh, together in one volume, and now most recently Fenris Wolf number four um, are available as ebooks. And that should be good news for people who have uh, heard about it and, you know, they want to read the stuff, but they can't, you know, shell out. Uh, the insane amounts that people have been asking for actual physical copies. So that's, um, you know, quite a few of the Trapar books are available as ebooks. And I think that's, we'll just carry on with that and make them, make all the books available as ebooks because of the fact that it's so easy to, to disseminate in an inexpensive way. Yeah, and now more than ever, where yeah. people can't ship things everywhere yeah. and to everywhere. Yeah. It's great to be able to just read an ebook or reference an ebook if you yeah. like. Um, and speaking of that, my first book, Switching Mirrors, is also available as an ebook. That's up at the Tripart site. But also, we were recently in Tripart headquarters storage space, uh, organizing and taking inventory, and we found about five more copies of it. So it was almost sold out. Uh, we had like two more that we could sell, um, and then we found about five more. So there's about seven left of these in the world. So if somebody wants one, now's the time to get it. This is the special edition, so it comes autographed, and it also comes with a print of the collage, cut-up collage that I did that is the inside of the book. Mm -hmm. um, so you get a print with that as well. And I thought that I could read um, a poem from it. 
just to whet your appetite. Jitterbug. I'm talking to you, myself. Being destroyed. Look, see it burn. Of generation round. Eternal consciousness sowed the seed. No noses as well as to inorganic systems. The same holds their frequently repeated formulation, namely that all gazes lovingly at the lines on the mirror. Crystal is the drug of choice among classy gay men in the club scene. It doesn't make you high. Jazz age, characteristic of the 1920s, first recorded by F. Scott Fitzgerald in Tales of the Jazz Age, 1922. C. Applejack, Archangels and Antichrists, Unconscious, Jitterbug, Slang, a devotee of jazz, especially one who dances wildly of the rhythms of such music, a blend of jitter, see jitters, and bug. Yeah, that's great. It's a wonderful book, and you should check it out, whether in uh, physical form or as an ebook. Uh, speaking of uh, books, and speaking, we mentioned Fender's Wolf 4 and 1 to 3. We should just mention also that uh, our current work in progress is Fender's Wolf number 10. And I know that you may not believe it until you see it because it's <laughs> a long time coming. The most recent issue, number 9, uh, came out three years ago, so it's been quite a while. Uh, but we are working on Fender's Wolf number 10, and of course it will be a grand issue, not only because uh, three years have passed, but also because it's a celebration uh, simply number 10, that's worth celebrating. And also in, in the totality of time, uh, it's been 30 years since the first issue of The Fenris Wolf came out as a simple, again, fanzine. Um, and um, so that's also worth celebrating. And uh, we are just uh, gathering the pieces and looking through them. And we just recently got the cover image by our beautiful favorite, favorite artist, Val Denham. Uh, isn't this beautiful? This will be the image for the cover of Fenris Wolf 10. And uh, now, of course, you're wondering, oh, when's it coming out? And we would just say simply it will come out in the summer because uh, it's high time for a new issue. And when it, as the kids say, when it drops, it'll drop with impact. So stay tuned for that. Yeah. Um, what else is going on? Uh, I just wrapped up a new film. It's a new documentary about a Swedish photographer called Lars Sundestrand. He was uh, greatly influential for me when he had his fanzine in Sweden called Funtime. The fanzine was great and I later on became a fanzine editor also, highly influenced by, by Funtime. But Lars is also a great photographer, so I made a film called Jag är som flugan på väggen, which means I am like the fly on the wall. It's about Lars's life and his books and his photography, and it contains many, many cool photographs of Throbbing Gristle, Sex Pistols, uh, Cabaret Voltaire, uh, Psychic TV, The Clash, um, Joy Division, Joy Division, you know, you name it, it's there. And uh, we will... Uh, 
present this film uh, as an act of isolation, solidarity in a way, uh, for free on YouTube uh, within a couple of weeks. So just have to you have to look out for for that in during our uh, you know in our normal uh, social media channels. Um, but it's it's a good one and uh, has some beautiful beautiful photographs. Some of which we'll also make available through the Trapar site in small editions. Yeah, and then speaking of amazing filmmakers and filmmaking... And films by me. And films by Carl. <laughs> um, our friend Vicky Bennett, who's also known as People Like Us, who's been doing this sort of cut-up uh, video work and audio work for like 30 years, uh, she just started her own Patreon, and so we're supporting that. Mm -hmm. And she's one that's like usually always given her work out for free because she takes she describes herself as a folk artist and that folk artists um, kind of work with what's around them to create new pieces of art and since we're in this western pop culture media society Vicky's folk art is created out of western pop culture media uh, mostly and so she splices together different films they could be like commercial films or alternative films and music and makes these sort of sound collages and visual collages from them and they're incredible um, but because she uses a lot of like commercial work she usually doesn't charge for her work she just shows it uh, for free and gives it away a lot of times so it's a great idea to support her and her patreon if you can and patreon people's patreons in general because of course a lot of artists are uh having a hard time and having their gigs and shows canceled now mm -hmm. yeah no i really love uh vicky and her work it's amazing stuff uh it's real alchemy in a way taking already existing stuff and just making it into something new and and uh truly golden and inspirational uh so that was why i wanted to make a film about her which I think uh, came out in 2013 or 14. It's called Nothing Can Turn Into a Void. Uh, and I suggest we take a little look at it. Actually, got, I've got some, something in here, actually, that I should get out, um, mm -hmm. which is my working methods. I've got... Oh, you, you, you go ahead. In the cupboard. Yeah. We'll keep it running, shall we? Yeah, yeah. Just find the key. The key for the cupboard. That's in here. So you sort of, you make like a, a mind map or a work map kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Wow. And are we now are we now looking at a, a, a video project or or a sound project or? This is a performance. Mm -hmm. It's called Consequences, One Thing Leads to Another. And this is Exquisite Corpse in its <laughs> very much alive stage. So that is the result of six months' work, where for the first four months um, I watched maybe 150 films and I took notes on them. And then, um, God, I must look insane sitting here with this. <laughs> I took notes. Then, of all the things I liked in those films, I edited each film physically down to about 10 minutes from an hour and a half long. Uh, I then um, printed out all the notes, cut them up, put them all over the floor, and then looked at them all and started to see all the subjects. And then I put the subjects all into separate subjects, and then 
started to get ideas for how these subjects relate to one another. Um, so, um, binoculars, microscope, mm -hmm. telescope, binoculars, stargazing, meteor shower, long zoom, long shot zoom. Shadows, candlelight, power failure, light bulb, hiding. That's all like lighting yeah. stuff. So yeah. Um, so that's also you know it's very interesting because in that sense it also becomes like a, a three-dimensional three poem. Yes, it's yeah, very so much the same. And, and bits fall off. off. Yeah, yeah. What does it say? <clears throat> Assassin man on roof looks through concrete windows to skyline, points gun, telescope gun, eye, points down, man cannot see is shot. That's Dirty Harry. I am Cuba. Oh, it's I am Cuba? Yeah. Okay, there's, a, this so is very, go, there's, there's also Dirty yeah. Harry weather on the roof. Sure, this, it's very Barosian in yeah. a way. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. I mean, this is an artwork too. Yeah, of and course. I mean, Really, I'd love to make a, a show of all my paper pieces, and this is very much. This is this is why I very much like language poetry, and um, I feel great affinity with those people working with language. That was a little clip from uh, "Nothing Can Turn Into a Void" with Vicky Bennett, aka People Like Us. You should check out her work; it is fantastic stuff. Yeah, we should mention Billy's Instagram show now yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of of uh, people who try to find uh, new avenues, new new venues for their art. I mean, many uh, artists that we know who had uh, they were just about to have exhibitions or they were uh, knee deep in an exhibition and suddenly everything collapsed in a way and you, people can't go and see it and it's just a uh, you know dire straits not only financially but also in terms of you know acknowledgement and and the fun of it so that's kind of sad but it's interesting to see how creative people in general not just artists but you know creative people just try to find new ways of um uh, getting the work done and getting the work out there and uh, we have a friend in the uk billy chainsaw uh, who's a great artist and he's also helped us uh, several times with you know, arranging film shows in London, film screenings, and and things like that. And and um, Billy uh, was going to have a show, but now the show is instead on Instagram, and therefore, <laughs> thereby has a, a global potential audience, which is great. So the the difficult thing is how to you know reach out and get people to understand that it's there. So now we're saying go check out uh, Billy Chainsaw's. Um, uh, exhibition on Instagram and you know other artists as well when they try to find new avenues for to show their work you know support support independent artists it's important mm -hmm. we got a piece from Billy the other day yeah. and so yeah go check out his Instagram mm -hmm. great uh, and we have also been been uh, receiving some stuff and that's always um, you know a pleasure maybe more so uh, these days when when the postal services are a little bit impaired uh, hopefully that will end soon. But uh, we have been sent stuff, and we really appreciate it. And we sort of want to pay it back, pay it forward, by talking a little bit about these uh, things. And um, one thing that we got, uh, for instance, is um, a book in Swedish by Per Faxnelt called Offerträdet, uh, the sacrificial tree, um, which is. Um, 
anthology of basically like gothic folk horror stories it's in swedish but it's very very it's a beautiful book and the stories are great it's like uh, you know a mix between folklore and edgar Allan poe and it's just this dark awareness of uh, strange uh, things it's it's i really enjoyed it and also has some beautiful illustrations by mimi strinholm um that are very it's like cuts it's like i don't know if it's woodcuts or it's, uh, but it's just very very stark and contrasty and decidedly occult and eerie and it's it's beautiful stuff and we actually had the good fortune to to uh, meet uh, Mimi uh, in Sundsvall when we had our exhibition there last year uh, she's an amazing artist and and uh, also well worth checking out yeah and then more things that we got in the mail rituals and declarations and this is Paul Watson's zine that's come out. Um, this is two of four uh, issues that are coming out. So the other two are still to come. And there's a lot of amazing artists, including Paul Watson's art and Maria Strutt's art um, and articles by David Southwell, Phil Hine, Kate Hawes, Allison Shaw, a whole bunch of folks. Uh, so check these out, Rituals and Declarations. Yeah, we should mention, mention uh, Kai's books also. Yeah, the other books I wanted to mention, they're not new books, but they are evergreens in that they are always useful. And, you know, now could be especially a time, I don't know about you, but I've been spending a lot of time cleaning the house and organizing things and kind of putting order putting things in order inside the house maybe because they we can't put them too much in order outside right now um so his book clearing spaces is really amazing and it's a great way to talk about kind of cleansing your home and making it you know fit for you um and getting rid of any kind of old energies or negativities that might be in the space and then his other book deliverance is hoodoo spells of uncrossing healing and protection um, and Kai also has a website called Impact Shamanism. Uh, his name's Chiron Armand, and he's on Twitter and is hilarious. <laughs> and on his website, Impact Shamanism, there's a lot of great articles by him, writing, interviews he's done on other people's podcasts and that sort of thing. And of course, you can book consultations with him. Uh, for work as well. So check out Chiron Armand. He was actually the first person to speak at our first conference, um, Psychoanalysis, Art, and the Occult in London in 2016. I asked him to sort of open the conference and he told a wonderful story of kind of his journey uh, into sh his shamanic practice. So check him out. Mm -hmm. And again, also want to say thank you to to all the people who are sending us stuff, and uh, we will do our best to to mention it and and uh, talk about the stuff. And and um, you know, uh, if anyone else is watching this, uh, send us stuff. We will we will uh, talk about it for sure. Yeah, and then the other thing that we did this month, as far as music, um, we put together a piece. Michael Esposito. Uh, asked a bunch of artists to contribute to something he put together called Pandemic Response Division. And he does these recordings, these called EVP recordings, electronic voice phenomena recordings, mm -hmm. where you just record spaces that could be like heavily charged, where the places where 
people have died or have had difficult lives. Um, ours came from a mental asylum. Um, so he sent different artists these EVP recordings and then we worked with them and put together this piece and mm. I put together a little film for it. So Yeah, enjoy. and it's a great one. Enjoy it. Peter Beard, Brian Purich, Burroughs and Geisen, Ian Curtis, Derek Jarman, Marie Laveau. This juxtaposition of creative Wild, beautiful, successful, impoverished. The real of living our dream. Entangle the knots. The client as her to understand her. Divine path, architect. Permutation was to Warhol be home. Evils from internal and external sources is also found in the analysis of adults. In passing, I would say that the very favorable changes, a contribution to the analysis of the negative therapeutic reaction. Also, Freud, the ego and the id, that we genuinely, with a warily, or both the, in your mischievous company, loyalty does not end with death. We crossed over.
Great, that was a wonderful video for a strange and eerie little track for the EVP project, Pandemic Response, uh, by put together by Michael Esposito. Our track is called We Crossed Over, and yes. that just came out in the cut-ups. You know, I didn't plan it, <laughs> as cut-ups do. But yeah, the entire thing is available on Vancamp, and there's like 50 different artists, including Michael Von Hauswolf and Chandra Ashoka and a ton of people yeah like, there's like 50 tracks and it's ongoing too so it's just gonna the pandemic response will grow Mm-hmm. is that it i think so i think so we apologize for not having created more stuff during this month uh but we'll make amends during the coming month so that we will have even more to talk about uh but anyway thank you very much for joining us and uh thank you especially to our patrons at patreon who are making this uh, little uh, TV program possible. Uh, please join us at Patreon. There's a lot of good stuff. We have a monthly playlist. We have uh, a bi-monthly, no, what's it called? Uh, two times a month, we have a new chapter in the Exquisite Corpse novel and uh, news galore, lots of posts, uh, images, archival stuff, films, and music. Yeah, at the $23 level, we have Magic Mondays. Magic Monday, exactly. Uh, so that comes out today, yeah. where every Monday we post something about our magical practices yeah, for those yeah. who are interested. Yeah, so it's it's a great intimate place where we have lots more exchange with people than um, at the normal social media Yeah, uh, and you channels. basically get an email from us almost every day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with something new. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So that's it. Uh, stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you next month for uh, a new transmission from the 23rd Mind TV. Take care.